I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Hey everybody, welcome to Very Unreasonable Things. I'm Billy Bone and with me is Daniel Sanders. What's happening? It's me. Yeah, so we are going to finally finish up our underwater trilogy that we started. I don't know how many, how long ago was it? I mean, usually you and I are pretty good about getting these little projects knocked out, but holidays rolled around, things happen, um, and it kind of threw us off track, right? Yeah, I think that six months ago is whenever you had first said something about this project. Wow, I don't think it was six months ago, but sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't so know, man. It seems like three or four hitches, and three or four hitches is six months. It goes by quick. Yeah. So this uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about Deep Star 6. Oh, Yeah. Below the surface of the sea, far, far below, in impenetrable darkness, at unimaginable pressure, no form of life we know could possibly exist. Here, there is only silence, and the crew of Deep Star Six. Six months at the bottom of the ocean. It's more than I'm bargaining for. They are explorers. Let's bring it aboard and get the hell out of here. What's the matter? Are you gonna let a few ugly fish carry? They are invaders. Okay, boys and girls, don't try this at home. In a world which no human being has ever entered. Sonar contact. Down here? I'd like to go out and take a look. Contact closing. 300 meters. Now, they are about to make a startling discovery. Not all aliens come from space. Star Six. We're gonna have to go back down there. Cut they killed half our crew. Damn it, there's something in the. Save your last breath to scream. Okay, made it. Deep Star Six. From the creator of Friday the 13th, Deep Star Six. Directed by Sean Cunningham. Produced by Sean Cunningham. And somehow got music by Harry Manfredini. No, it's fun. It's funny, yeah. Like, um, that was the best part of the movie. Because he still did his job well, you know? But that can't be said for everyone. Yeah. So, real quick, let's run down the um, the particulars of the movie and then we can get to talking about it. So like we said, Deep Star 6, directed by Sean Cunningham, was released January 13th, 1989. Uh, has starring Taron 
Block, Black, uh, Nancy Everhard, Greg Evigan, Miguel Frere, Matt McCoy, Nia People, Cindy Pickett, and Marius Wires. 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 Something. I don't know. I think it's Wires. I don't know. I think so. A TriStar picture movie. You don't see that logo I, a lot anymore. You really don't. It's funny because I forget about TriStar every time I see that shit. I'm like, man. Because I loved that logo. I, my that mom liked uh, Pegasus. Pegasus. Yeah, Pegasus. Pegasi. That oh, Pegasi, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Somewhere somebody's like, these motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, They're Pegasars. Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah. But a TriStar picture was ninety nine minutes long, had a budget of eight and a half million, and made eight point one million. And man, whew, what a doozy. That's a long ninety nine minutes. It was. It was. So. But yeah, that money doesn't reflect well. They definitely lost money on this project. Yeah. I think that might, that might be why we stopped seeing his name everywhere. Did, did you have, was there like a particular quote that stood out to you? Oh, man. Um, the last thing that the chick said, uh, whenever the climax of the movie and it was something really silly and I can't even remember what it was. Surely you wrote it down. If you're talking about quotes. No, I, you know, last time we had recorded, I did a quote, a quote at the beginning of the episode and I meant to do that here. Actually, I forgot. I had it wrote as my very first note. Yeah. So I'm just going to drop it now. Is it hot? It's hot. Is it wet? It's wet. Is it smooth? It's smooth. Is it ripe? Yes. Yeah. That's hilarious. Fucking porn. Yeah. He was like the, the porn that he left him. Yeah. But yeah. You know, the first thing that stood out about this movie though, Daniel, you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. When was the first time you seen this movie? Uh, just uh, two hours ago. Yeah. The first time I'd ever seen this movie was when we recorded for this or not recorded, but was preparing for this. Yeah. I'd seen the box before. Um, whatever reason never got around to watching it and yeah i can say that i didn't really miss anything so i'm good yeah for real and i uh won't miss anything for the rest of my life <laughs> but it is funny because you brought the box and i'm thinking of like the box art or the poster or whatever and it's so funny how it's the picture of their bubble suit yeah that they use for five minutes in the movie you know yeah because I thought that that was like, okay, they still got the bubble suits. They might like escape from there with those. And it's like, they never come back to it. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, I, ca- I caught it on sale on iTunes for $5. And I feel like I paid $4.99 too much. Yeah. I feel like Sean Cunningham should have probably paid me to watch this movie. I know, right? If you're listening, Sean Cunningham, I want my $5 back. Plus taxes. And in Texas, taxes... Eight point two five percent, buddy. Somebody's trying to give me the five thirty-five. Pain and suffering. And pain and suffering. But man, just right off the jump, the first thing that stands out to me about this movie, not in widescreen. Yeah. Uh, it was in four by three. Yeah, I knew that it looked off, but I'm, I was watching it on my phone. 
Yeah. So I didn't have it on TV. Well, it was in, it was in four by three, which was you know, in 1989 would have been fine watching on your TV on a VHS tape. But yeah. Still, theatrical releases were in widescreen at that point, so this was really odd to see this movie just come out. You know, Sean, Sean Cunningham is probably like, this is going to be relegated to late night television. You know, let's just go ahead and make it four by three, so nobody has to change it to fit the screen. No, he's like, no, nah, man, that widescreen thing is just a fad. A fad. That's going to go away. Yeah, he probably put all his money on Betamax also. Yeah. And then the other thing, man, just like right off the bat when you're looking at it, the transfer to high definition just doesn't look good. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't know. I don't think that I was watching it in any man, your like crazy high definition that you have. Your phone's got a good screen, though. Yeah. I mean, it did look silly, but I, I just didn't know. Cause I mean, it should have showed up on that Razor, right? Yeah, I got the video, the Razor video, the one that shows videos. No, so that's what I watched it on. I'd rather it took me seven hours. I'd rather had a razor telephone in my hand and played with it for nine nine minutes than watch this movie. Yeah, a little nostalgia. It's crazy too, though, because like it sucks because as I'm watching this movie, and there's plenty of things to to uh, like gripe about, you know. Um, I still love an underwater adventure, you know? I do too. So it's like it tugs on that string of like, man, this could have been good. You know, this could have been that, you know? I, I do. I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I do too. I think we talked about this before, but like, you know, playing video games underwater stages are some of the toughest for me. Yeah. Just because of that sense of dread you get when you play it, because anything can come from anywhere. Even when you yeah. like Final Fantasy VII, dude. Final Fantasy VII, a fucking role-playing game. And I remember, I don't, I don't know if you played Final Fantasy VII or not, but there's a. I played it very little. I wish I'd have got more into it, but it was like at friends' houses, so I would only have like a little bit of time. No, you need like 99 hours. Well, there's one part where you get a submarine and you're underwater. And, you know, it's an RPG, so battle, battles are random. Yeah. Except you don't have any. The best I remember, there's no fights underwater in this sub except for one. And I'm trying to remember. I think it's the Emerald Weapon. It might be Ruby Weapon. It's one of the weapons. But it's just swimming around down there. And I remember bumping into that thing. And you know, then it kills me because it's a it's a optional boss that's super hard, right? Yeah. And so you try to avoid it until your characters are at the right level to fight it and you have the right gear and stuff. But that fucker was scared of shit because I'd just be cruising along trying to get to my objective. Oh, here comes Emerald Weapon. <laughs> Fuck you. And do you remember the Indiana Jones game they had on? Xbox. Uh, I don't think I ever played. I didn't play a lot of Xbox, man. I had Playstations. It was a good game. It had an underwater level. That's pretty creepy. What yeah, underwater levels are... Huh? What about Resident Evil 4? Yeah, I played a little bit of Resident Evil 4. Never got to the underwater. It wasn't underwater. I was talking about level. the first, like, I think, boss you fight where you're on the lake. Yeah. It's like that giant alligator or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're killing me. I'm going to need you to go out and play some video games. I know, right? Like, I just... I don't know. I think that when I retire, I'll pull them all out and play them. So get with me in 40 years. <laughs> we can talk about fucking... Oh, man. So, I think also, when you're looking at these movies, back to the movie, and since you didn't play any of the games I'm talking about, 
Yeah. Um, I guess we got to talk about Deep Star 6 now. Well, and now I have a confession to make. I didn't even watch this movie. No. <laughs> All right. So out of the three movies we watched, this one's got the weakest cast, right? Yeah, it really does. And uh, it's got uh, the weakest out of a, a very few, like, uh, not few, but a lot of things. Um, it's got the weakest director by far. Yeah, and, but the music, though, music's been jamming. The score. Yeah, but but uh, it, still, it still ends up being kind of Friday 13th reminiscent. Yeah, it does. And that's probably why I liked it so much. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, you got your parts where it's creepy and it's got the little rumors, like the real high shell. I don't know what you would call them. But there is something else that I noticed in the in these three. What's that? Uh, and really, it's like a trend with all types of movies like this. When people are on a ship, it's like, all right, it's, you know, crew change is coming up pretty much. Oh, yeah. You know, because that's what they're talking about at the first of it. You know, everybody's happy. That's where that quote came from that you talked about. Everybody's happy about crew changing and swapping out. And it's crazy because, like I said, it's like a trend. And I guess it's for the people who die, you know, where it's like, oh, man, they were so close to going home. So close to getting out. So close. Nobody's like in a day. And now they're fucking dead. Nobody's in like the third day of a 30-day or 40-day, 50-day hitch or whatever. Yeah. They're all like on day 49. Yeah, fucking, yeah, day day 150. It's like, holy shit. But it's just funny how it's like a trend that you see. I thought you were going to say that it must be cold in all these stations. Because every time when these movies comes up, there's like a girl in a tank top or something and her nipples is poking out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's funny because I saw that and it's just like, I guess he was like, all right, look, there's no bras underwater, you know, but we're going to be getting soaked this whole movie. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. Trust me. But there's no bras. Kind of like George Lucas and no bras in outer space. Yeah. Well, you know, back in the 80s. Probably, the, what do you think about the set, the sets in the movie? Uh, the sets, I mean, it was just a whole bunch of metal rooms with a bunch of buttons. Well, I mean, it was like, you got a little confused because it's like, where are they now? Because it all kind of looks the same. So I guess what I'm kind of getting at is like, when I watched it, to me, I was just like, this looks really cheap. It looks really flimsy. It looks like everything's made out of like aluminum or something. Like I could just poke a hole through with my finger. And you see all this stuff that looks kind of flimsy, and you're like, yeah, this is supposed to be an underwater base. You would assume that this shit would be like 10 feet thick, you know, super sturdy. Yeah. No. No, no. no. We got some fucking Reynolds wrap up. Yeah. I hope you don't and, drown. Yeah, and this, there's a few things about it. Like... When it comes to the sets, whenever they're doing these big long shots of like the 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 uh, fucking, because what the hell is it? The first thing that they encountered was that uh, they saw a ca- what could be a cave, and then they were going to search it. Oh yeah, that's what started the whole fucking mess. Yeah, and he went and set a charge to blow the motherfucker up, and then it fucking all kinds of bullshit happened anyway. Well, they sent. My they, thing is, they sent. There was the two guys that were down there, 
And they sent the unmanned probe to explore, but they lost contact with it. And then when they yeah. found the probe, they detect a large sonar contact moments before being attacked and killed by an unseen entity. Man, you worded that very strangely. And precise. <laughs> like you were prepared for that. But anyway, yeah, they exactly, whatever. But the, the guy with the bubble gum, I don't know why he stood out to me. Because I don't know why that guy might be my favorite character. Because, not really, I'm just saying random shit. But it was so funny when I was watching him because he was so fucking lazy. He was so fucking lazy. You know what I'm talking about, right? The first two guys that that go out after yeah. the probe. You got the older guy and the younger guy. And the guy's chewing a bunch of gum and shit. And uh, it's just funny. Because he's so lazy. He'll be like, oh, God, what? At least she didn't tell us to take steals. And then it's like, hey, while you're at it, take some steals. He's like, oh. And he flips a fucking switch. And he's like, okay, it's done. <laughs> it is just like, and the, the other guy busts him out and says it, but it is funny because it's like, you were fucking lazy. Just like, <laughs> it seems like everybody that are not the heroes are pretty fucking lazy. Maybe two or three of them. But um, yeah, I will say, since you mentioned heroes, Daniel, I was momentarily perplexed as to who the hero of the movie was. Because when you first see the, the heroine and the hero, right? They're sleeping together. Yeah. So when your mind... They just right? got done banging, so obviously yeah. they're the heroes. Well, no. You're, my thought was, well, they're dead because they're having sex. Yeah. And I was thinking the other girl, the uh, other... She had, the younger girl? Or the, uh, the, uh, the doctor? No, the younger girl that uh, has like a relationship with one of the other crew members. Yeah. When he comes in there in the shower together or whatever. Yeah. The guy that came straight out of a, a Porky's movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, no, but you know, Lloyd Bryan. Yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. That's right. Serenity Now. Yep. That's, I w- that was the only person I think I recognized. It was like, well, no, no, the, uh, the guy who keeps trying to blow everybody the fuck up. Oh, no. Wait, uh, wait, wait, hold wait. on. What's his name? Snyder. Snyder. That motherfucker. He's uh, been in a bunch of shit. Wait, Miguel Ferrer or Ferre? I don't know what his fucking name is. Hold on one sec. Let me check something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I, rec- I did recognize him, too, because he was in RoboCop. Remember, he was a... Uh, yeah, he's Bob been Lord. in a bunch of shit. And then... Um, he got killed by Red Foreman in RoboCop. Yeah. But he's been in a whole bunch of shit. Yes. But other than them, I don't really, didn't really uh, notice anybody. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. The doctor, uh, Cindy Pickett, was the mother of, uh, what's her face? I can't remember her name. And son-in-law. She was the mom and son-in-law. I'm sorry to use that, but I still watch that movie around Thanksgiving. Hey, it so is what it is. Real quick, neither here nor there. Favorite quote in RoboCop? F- favorite co- uh, quote in RoboCop? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead or alive, you're coming with me. I use that one because it's the only fucking quote I remember. I love the movie, but I don't remember many quotes. The, the quote that I'm, my favorite actually has 
Miguel Ferrer in it. Yeah. It's when, um, I can't remember his fucking name, the guy that plays um, Red Foreman on that 70s show, and I can't remember his name. I just watched Robocop the other day, too. But he walks in, and you know he's got the hookers and stuff. And yeah. Goes, Bitches, leave. Jesus. <laughs> I love that quote. This is, it gets me every time, man. I'm just like, yeah, dude. So, yeah. So I was briefly confused as to who the the heroes were. I was kind of sad to see Lloyd Braun go. Yeah. You know, I felt he like was he, boy. He was wanting to get out of that goddamn suit bad, bro. He was like, "Get me the fuck out of here." I felt kind of bad for Miguel Ferrer's character too. At, at points, we'll come back. We'll get to it when we get to it. But I tell you something else that just stood out to me right as the movie started, and that's how loud their fucking breathing was. You could just hear it was like. <gasps> Yeah, they definitely got some loud breathers. What kept, um, speaking of breath, what really kept, like, I'm not a person that says I have high anxiety or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of stuff don't bother me. But what was giving me a lot of stress was how little of this, of, of breath this fucking hero guy would take before he went and started swimming down for fucking five minutes. Like, I know they're all from the Navy and shit, but, like, you know, he wouldn't even take a whole breath. And then he's down, and I'm like, this dude's going to drown for sure this time. It gave me anxiety. Well, I can't really relate to that. I mean, you you work on the water, so I, I can see where you're coming from with that. I take deep breaths before I get in the shower in case I drown. I hold my breath the entire time. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the sound of little breaths, the sound of the heavy breathing. He was breathing heavier in the bedroom. Yeah. Also, it just seemed like the ambient sounds in this movie were super loud. They're they're like the noises that Josh makes whenever we're recording, and they get really loud. You know, and I give him a hard time about it. Yeah, that, that's what this movie reminded me of. It's like it's like sitting and talking to Josh when he's making a bunch of noises with his chair and shit, and it's really loud. Like, damn, could you not have mixed this to where these, like, I get you're trying to have create a certain ambiance, but it's too loud, yeah. it's too distracting. Pull back. You're putting too many work noises in there at once. Exactly. The movie, like, it had, it it, it followed like that '80s kind of stereo. Not any stereotype, but 80s formula for horror movies. So you had the good the good girl. Um, you had, like, the pervert. And that's what I was getting at. Like, every movie like this seems to have a pervert. Yeah. They always have, a, they always have like, a, the pervy guy. That's, what, that's the guy I was talking about, like, uh, coming straight out of Porky's, you know? Yeah. And they, they pass off a... a porno at some point when you're doing their crew change when you talked about their yeah always a crew change well they're they're handing off that porno and that's when he makes that line about is it hot is it hot it's hot you know blah 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 it's like man like come on what you know i guess though at least that gave that character something you know but yeah it felt like 
I feel like when I watch the movie, that Sean Cunningham wants his movie to be so many things. Like he wants it to be Alien, and he wants it to, you know, be an underwater Friday Thirteenth or something. Or and maybe not Friday Thirteenth because it actually has a monster in it, you know. But but it's like he's trying to borrow from other movies that were done better than his. Yeah, because you get like you get the scene of the crew all together, you know, and it's like well, I've seen this done better than Alien. We were all around the table talking and everything. Yeah. You know, I've seen the pervert character done better in other movies. Hell, Porky's for one, but... Whatever. Yeah, can't get into that one. No. Then, you know, obviously he goes, he falls back on these same old tricks. You know, well, hey, it's an 80s horror movie. There's got to be some kind of boobs in here, even if it's just nipples in a, a tank top. That are yeah. we got to have something. And it's funny because you said something about the monster, but shit, the monster had very little screen time. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, probably had less than Mrs. Voorhees. No shit. The rest of it was a bunch of like environmentalist, or not environmentalist, environmental like, uh, you know, havoc. Yeah. And that's one of the things that that it was just like, you can tell that it's just bad direction. Now I'm not trying to like turn on them, but this it was a bad. I lo- I still love the first Friday the Thirteenth. Like I didn't think that it was you know. I'm, we won't get into that. We've I've talked about that, but in this one it is. You see all these mistakes. Like whenever they're fucking getting attacked and the sh- and the sh- the ship is getting hit by the monster and shit. Once it gets back to Deep Star Six, the main station or whatever. Yeah. People are jumping around and, and, and moving around. You know how, at least in Star Trek, when they get hit, they would all fucking lean one way? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this one, people are going in completely different, opposite directions. Like It's just not physically possible for people who are with their backs to each other in, a, in the area of the control room. This big bump happens, and they both go flying forward towards whatever's on them and, like, you know, like, leaning on that shit. It's just they, but and then whenever you have other people all going in opposite directions, it's like very noticeable. Yeah, drove me crazy. Well, you know, I I thought about this while I was watching this movie because the plot wasn't very thought provoking, so I had other things to think about. And I don't know, have you ever thought about this? Like, how long is it safe to leave somebody underwater for? Not like, okay, hold your breath, you know, I'm going to hold you under. But yeah, I'm going to put you in a station down yeah. there for six months. Yeah. Because even like people on subs have to come topside, you know, right? So I would say three months. You think three months? I'm just curious about that. I guess I could have done some research and looked into it. Just Well, because some, point, some of these. crazy, right? Yeah, because some of these, like, whenever the people go on ships and shit, they'll do three months at a time and stuff. And like. I would think because all of your living quarters are there and taken care of. You know what I mean? But you're still in a small, not small. I mean, the shit's sizable on those ships, especially. There's still only so much you can do. Exactly. Like, even with me on that little boat, there's only like four fucking rooms I can visit for a month. You know what I mean? Like, I can't go anywhere. But anyway... So I could see for their mental state, they could at least do three months because people do it on ships. But you are right about that being underwater. 
Now, and this is this is the '80s, so it's not like they got DVDs or CDs. So they they got yeah. sets and VHS, which take up a lot of space. So you can't even just have like a bunch of fucking movies to watch. Yeah, I know, right? Well, yeah, shit. Think so. about now. They just got a thumb drive. Yeah, well, that'd be easier. Yeah, you, man, you could take two thumb drives and have movies to, enough movies to watch for like ten years. Yeah, exactly. T- TV shows, fucking music. Man, somebody puts a uh, puts a VHS into the VCR, the one VCR you got in the fucking station. The the tape gets eight fucks up the tape and the VCR, and now you're stuck three months underground with no fucking TV. Well, no, yeah, it turns it catches on fire and fucks the TV up too. Yeah, yeah, burns up the TV. Now you have nothing. Now you can't even watch the static that comes on the TV. <laughs> exactly. No, you said something about underwater, and it and it reminded me obviously because this is what we're talking about, but. Something that this movie fucked up that, like, or something else this movie fucked up that kind of irked me was, uh, and something that the other movies didn't make the mistake of, is there was a lot of fucking leaking, fucking flooding in this yeah. capsule that's pressurized. Yeah. A super ton lot of flooding. Like, no, if it's coming in somewhere, you're imploding. I don't give a fuck what side is pressurized and what side ain't. If there's water flooding in and it's not pressurized, you're fucking this. It, that makes no sense. Yeah, I was wondering about that too. You know, obviously I don't work on any kind of aquatic vessel. Or- well, I don't know shit about that type of pressurization thing either. I might be full of shit, but it just to me, it seems like to it. the layman, if it's if it's leaking in, I'm like you. Then it means it's not airtight, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of I was curious about that myself. I mean, I think you bring up a perfectly valid point. Like underwater, definitely didn't make that mistake because it's new. This is thirty years ahead of these other movies and more things that they've learned about and technology coming up and then building shit better. So they are not going to make that mistake, you know. But like, yeah, I don't even think Leviathan did. I don't think there was any leaking. I mean, it was like, hey, we have to worry about imploding because we will fucking implode. And this one is just like they're swimming in that motherfucker, right? The um, the other thing that, that I think I think Underwater might have been the only movie out of the three that we watched that didn't do the evil corporation. No, Underwater did do it, didn't they? Because they're yeah, they were warning him and they said keep going. That's right. Yeah, because they they erased or they changed what happened to the people, right? Yeah. Yeah, they 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 controlled the news. Yeah. What happened? And then in Leviathan, you had the actress that played Evil Lynn in He Man. She was the evil corporation in that one, and in this one, you had. There was oh one, yeah, because he punches that bitch out. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Peter Weller ain't gonna problem hitting somebody in the face. Nope. But in this one, they're like, well, we got to secure the, the missile platform. And they're like, you know, fuck that missile platform. He's like, nope, we got to secure it. And they end up having to go fucking do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And see, that's the whole deal. It's like, okay, we checked out a cave. We blew a fucking spot up. Shit caved in under us. We barely got out of the way, but something's after us now. Oh, they lose communication. Some other people go look. They get fucked up, lose communication. So then the main people come and look. And after all of this rigmarole and losing everybody, besides two fucking people, all of those people died so he could save the chick. Yeah. Literally. 
And I did want to kind of get to that point for a reason, because you were talking about the set. And this is the other point that I have about it is whenever that door, because they're barely about to get out and they're going to get out in the nick of time. Yeah, the captain, it fucking hit him when it closed on him. It closed, supposed to close on him hard. And like, it's supposed to be a thick metal door. And it just like touched on him because it was a cheap ass set. You know, so it's like they didn't have anything set up to where it looked like it kind of like went into them halfway or something. It just stopped right there. And then the next time they come around, there's blood and, you know, like they had to change it up. So it was just a real weird setup for a kill. But. And it's so funny because he fucking he's about to die. He's like floods the whole fucking thing to kill himself. So they'll leave him. But how do you know they're not going to get fucked up and not be able to get out to the fucking, you know, safe area? You you just watched this, right? Right before we recorded. So you'll remember this thing because I think this is like right before the captain gets killed. But when they're turning the crank to try to open a door. Yeah. And it's like two dudes and they look look like they're mounting each other. Oh, yeah. You're talking about with them like whenever they were like cranking? Yeah, they look like they were booty humping. Yeah. I didn't notice it? that part, but oh, it is okay. funny. It's just, and, you know, whatever. It's just, it was funny the way they did it because, like, one's up front, the other one's behind him, and they both, like, bend over while they're taking yeah. this crank. Yeah. I just thought it was getting, funny. Getting their churn on. Yeah, we're just like, this movie's got to be sexually suggestive every time we do something. There's going to be wet nipples in shirts. There's going to be people getting mounted while they're cranking a door open. Yeah. And it's so funny because, like, speaking of the crank, what the fuck were those gears made of? I mean, that thing just fucking broke off like a piece of clay. That was a fucking cheap-ass design, dude. It was bad. And if you noticed, whenever they were going forward, cranking on it, yeah. they, they well, I, you had did watch this a while back. So I'm talking about, I, don't, I didn't re- recognize that they looked like they were humping each other, but I'm talking about something so small. But they're cranking, 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 and you see that little piece break almost all the way off. And then they stop showing it, them cranking it. And then when it come time for it to, like, fail or whatever, like, it was back fixed. And then it started breaking again. It was uh, just a little fuck-up they never fixed that I thought was funny. Hey, you're a, you're a man of the world, full of knowledge. You know lots of things. Right? I know, like like, 17 things, I think. Well, maybe this is one of those 17 things. So after after the captain dies, poor Captain Ryan gets his back broken, gets stuck, you know, makes makes a noble sacrifice. But the girl, the main character, she's like, oh, I'm cold. And dude's like, here, take my wet shirt and use it to keep you warm. Yeah. That's not going to fucking work, right? No, not at all. Okay, I just wanted to check with somebody that knows more about I do one the temperature of wet shirts while you are very cold is one of the 17 things I do know. Yeah. So you're in luck and that would not work. I thought I saw that like on your Facebook profile. Yeah. It was I thought it was on the list of 17. Yeah, I just for whatever reason that stood out to me. She's like Ugh, and he's like here. Yeah, let me make this situation worse for you. Right. He didn't rig the fucking thing out or anything. No, he just threw it on her. Yep. 
There was a lot of meat in this thing, though. There was a lot. Like that is one thing that you can't really, can't really knock it for. There was a high body count. Motherfuckers were dying left and right. Well, yeah, they, they, yeah, they were. But like you said, they weren't dying to the monster. They were just dying to like random ass shit. <laughs> Bumping their fucking heads. Lloyd Braun's character, man. Like as soon as the captain died, they were going through his shit. Wait, wait, what? It's like as soon as the captain died, they were going through his shit. They were in his quarters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Hold on. Yeah, it's just it's just registering what you're saying. It is because it's like the next scene is like you yeah, saw this and kept stuff, you know, and like, like gave him a picture. Yeah, like why, dude? He literally died five seconds ago. I just got back and got out of the shower. It's been twenty minutes. Right. He ran straight to it. Yeah, and then then of course we find out that the main character. And I wish I fucking knew her. Hold on, I got it right here. Oh, like the main, um, I think that's the Joyce chick, right? Joyce? Joyce Collins, yeah. So we find out she's pregnant. And that's why, it, and we we kind of glossed over it at the beginning of the movie. The movie opens up with them in bed. We talked about that, but they're having like this weird pillow talk. and Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, you're kind of like one of the guys or, you know. And I guess that would make sense considering how him and the captain were opening that door together. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we see why she was interested in marriage talk because she's pregnant. Because apparently condoms aren't a part of your three month supply when you're underwater. Yeah, no, right? It's crazy too, because like your body goes under strain, even when you're in pressurized situations down uh, below and up in space. Your body goes through a, a it's you know demanding, you know. Yeah, I would assume. I know it is. I know for astronauts it is, and it's the same fucking thing. You're su- you're surviving on oxygen. The only thing that's different up there is you'll get into places where you have no gravity. That's the only thing that would be different. But everything else would be a pretty similar. So you're in a steel box, you know? But anyway, I wonder if that would affect a woman being pregnant. I wonder if, da- if down, you know, whatever, they get pregnant in real life if they're like okay well hey you got to come finish your pregnancy topside you know know. we'll have to get somebody else down there that's a good question that this movie doesn't answer oh yeah exactly and i mean yeah that would take googling yeah i might do that that some other time that would be like a important piece actually that you bring it up yeah like she could have settled and been like i can't keep it down here and he'd be like well we're going back in three days all right i'll take care of it then how do you feel about her having a child with what looks to be a $2 knockoff of George Michael? Yeah, I know, right? I swear, I've, I think I've seen him before in something like another like C character type thing. He's probably in a George Michael video dancing. Because he has like the same 5 o'clock shadow that George Michael would keep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's funny. And no, what's funny about that is the picture that the guy showed him was like, hey, I found this in his locker. I figured you might want it. It looks like a picture that was taken the day before. It probably was. Like, <laughs> hairstyles are the same. The amount of gray in this man's like fucking beard and shit, and the captain's shit because he's older. Like all of that shit's the same. Looks like they took it the day before. But um, uh, shit. We were talking about something that ended pink me on one of the things I wanted to bring up, but. I forgot, but I did want to talk about uh, with the kills. 
uh, how it was too convenient. All of the deaths were way too conveniently timed. Like it's fine to do that once. Yeah. Okay, maybe twice if you have twenty kills. But like every single one of them, the person died right perfectly to where it was save yourself. This person's dead. The guy that got the fucking um the big ass like metal box crushed his legs and fucked him up. He died right at the moment it was time, okay, we can go. The captain died right at the moment it was like, okay, save yourselves, you can go. Yeah. Uh the doctor. Uh well, she Dr. Norris. She died at the very end, but it was the yeah. same thing. Well, yeah. she, whatever, we'll get to that. Save but yourselves. Like she exactly. Went, she went like it was like a hero mode by herself. She's like, I'm going to fight this giant creature hand to hand combat. Uh, for style. real. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It's like, I'm going to take the smoke and, you know, whatever. But the geologist uh, chick, the young, the youngest uh, female there or whatnot, she died. Uh, Cause she, well, her, whenever the monster her, got in, her death I think was one of those ones that was set up to make it look like Snyder's, you know, heartless and coward, whatever. You know, Miguel Ferrer's character because it was they was in that room and they yeah. didn't do anything to save her, right? But how did she get got? I forgot. Yeah, they were in the, there was water in there. What did she just get grabbed in the water? I guess so. She might have got grabbed and brought under the water, and that was it. No, that was it. She was up on something hiding, and the thing jumps up at her. And then the tail from behind her hits him and knocks her in the shit, and then she's fucked. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened to her. So, since we're talking about these different characters, I want to put it out there. Like, Miguel Ferrer, who played Snyder, like, I did feel, like, and it's, I'm surprised that this movie made me feel anything at all. But I did feel bad for his character because, like, literally every turn, other than you know his addiction to porn, he's doing what he's supposed to. Like when he uh, detonates the missiles, and everybody gets yeah, mad. like you idiot. He's like, this was what the book said to do, and he did exactly what he was told to do. When nobody answered his fucking question, he asked. He's like, okay, I'm gonna do what it says to do, and then everybody's like, oh my god, I can't believe you did that. You killed us all. Yeah. And then this man sees a fucking giant sea creature pull somebody underwater and you're mad because he didn't save somebody? Like, he even comes out and says, it, look, I'm scared. I mean, yeah, you got to respect that. And they're just like, fuck you, Snyder. You deserve to die. It's like, why well, didn't see you jumping back in there, George Michael? It is really crazy because the whole, the, the whole Snyder character, man, he... Um... I don't really look at it the same as you. Because for me, it's like this. It's like, all right, dude, you're supposed to be a professional. And yeah, the computer said to do this, but the computer's probably fucking wrong. At this point, you might want to go talk to somebody else real quick. Hey, is this right? Or is this computer being stupid? Because the computer well, no, says detonate. But he did. He said, what am I supposed to do? And they, they were like, follow the directions, whatever it says. Well, I get, I, know, I get what you're saying 100%. But whatever it says, detonate the missiles that you have in your possession that you are trying to secure, that might not be a fucking order to follow without consulting someone else. I'm just saying. Because he I, does. He just says, detonate, cool. Where's the detonate book? And it I, just goes at it. <laughs> I 
get what you're saying, but maybe it should have been left to him then. Oh, man. oh, dude, I don't know what the fuck. Because <laughs> it's like, holy shit. And dude, man, um, we've talked about the next time he does something insane uh, or something insane happens around him close enough to where people will blame him for it. I'll say it like that. Um, is whenever the other guy, which I liked, I did like his character. Uh, and it's weird because it was a flip. Are you talking and it was the guy with the missiles? No, 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 no. It was the older uh, guy. I can't remember his, his uh, name. Yeah. Um, I guess it was Dr. John Van Gelder. I think that, I guess that was him. Anyway, um, whatever, Dr. Gelder, that guy, I actually liked him at first. I didn't cause he was like, well, can we at least secure the bombs, you know, before we leave to go to safety? And it's like, all right, fuck it. We got to do this real quick. Then you're like, come on, asshole. Fuck you, dude. We got to get out of here and get topside because yeah. it's, it's getting dangerous down here. People have died already. We got to get the fuck out of here. So like, well, can we at least do that first? And then it's like, why didn't he do that? You know, and which he did try to, he said, ask the guy, he's like, do you want me to walk you through the blah, blah, blah? He was like, I think I can handle it. <laughs> Detonate. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Detonate. Kill every fucking body. But anyway, he ends up poking him with that air fucking gun or whatever, and it blows his fucking chest out. I, I dug that. Dude, that was crazy. That, yeah, I do remember that one. That was, uh, and once again, it was accidental, you know, but people just like, I think they started, yeah. like he did it on purpose. <laughs> That's because everybody looked over there and there's an exploded person at his feet. He's got the goddamn gun covered with blood. Dude, his scream, his scream whenever he fucking did it was hilarious. He was, he straight screamed and ran away. Okay, so that had to be best kill in the movie, right? Oh man, hold on. It, it may be, it may be. Well, I mean, what would be, because it took it, it to answer a question. That's got to be the, yeah, that's got to be the best kill of the movie, yeah. Well, as I say, to answer a question you didn't ask, but we talked about kind of in a way, it took one hour and six minutes before you finally seen the monster. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So everything that's happened up until now is has either been, you know, equipment failure, mm-hmm. accidental, or like off-screen. Off-screen, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think so. Now that you bring that back up, and I remember it, him poking him with that fucking needle. That shit was crazy, dude. And then, like, he freaks the fuck out. He's like, don't look at me. I didn't do this shit. And then he fucking runs off to go and fucking... They're trying to get the place pressurized so they can go. And he wigs the fuck out. And he fucking runs up there and does it himself. She's like, he'll kill us all. And he's like, fuck it. Hit the button. Let me ask and you that's the... Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's cool. I was just going to say that brings up another topic I want to bring up oh, uh, in a little you, bit yeah, towards the that. end. So you'll probably understand where I'm coming from. So you can go ahead. Okay. Just answer me this. I was, what's the use of shotguns underwater? Oh my God, dude. You would, that's not going to be allowed. Period. I, you wouldn't yeah, be able to have any like type of would, explosive, uh, explosive thing that inside like a pressurized. Yeah. 
Dude, it's fucking crazy. Because even if you hit your target, like you might, if it's not a slug, you're gonna have spread, right? Yeah. You can just go randomly puncturing something you don't need to. Exactly, and dude, whenever they were all all right, at one point when they're gonna go set the bombs, they're sending uh, what'd you say, Lloyd Braun? They're sending him out. For what? What did they send him out for? To actually do the the missiles to secure him? Jim Richardson. Yeah, he uh, he ventures outside in the gym suit to do repairs. But the creature. What the came fuck is he repairing though? I can't remember. They're trying to because re- uh, uh, they're trying to fix the pressurization. Remember, he had to do some repairs on the outside. Then he had to do something. Then they ended up having to do something inside. Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah, he did the outside repair, and then he was coming back in. The monster gets in. At that point, he dies. He's fucking bit in half. Done, huh? Oh, for real, right? That was perfectly ti- perfectly timed and convenient enough that it lets two monsters in. Because there was a monster that was already in. And then another little snake monster came in. You remember? So there was like two. But they only killed one. I don't know. They kinda, They lost me on that. I think that they made a mistake and forgot about one. But, um... Or maybe it was just not done well, and it they fucked up, and I thought that there was, instead of two shots of the thing coming in, it was two different ones. But anyway, he's in there. They're all freaking out. They have, Now they have to get weapons so they can go in and do the inside repairs. But the reason I say this is because it's so fucking funny once one of them sees something. They shoot, and then everybody else with a shotgun just starts fucking blasting randomly. I was like, oh, well, this is about to be a death right here. Somebody's about to get their fucking head blown off. Because it was like, holy shit. And during the commotions, whenever old boy backs into the the air gun and gets blown the fuck up. Hey, you know, one thing that we like to do on this podcast, Daniel, is... Liking things back to Seinfeld and The Simpsons, right? We've already got our uh, Seinfeld connection here. Yeah. But when they're all shooting the guns, remember that episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets a little vigilante group together and they've all got firearms and stuff and they're just using them to shoot tops off of beers and shit? They're inside Homer's house? Yeah, I don't remember that one. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, this spot, doing this podcast and, and you pushing these, uh, these Simpsons references... Has really made me think I need to go revisit Simpsons because I thought that I'd seen a lot, but it's I guess I haven't it, really watched in twenty fucking years. So that and it's still seasons. going. Yeah, it's, huh? it's it's one of the earlier seasons. But yeah, Homer. Yeah, it's after. Um, no, maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember exactly. Anyways, at one point they all got a bunch of guns and they're like I said they got like a little vigilante group together and they're all just shooting their guns randomly. Like yeah. shooting beers open and stuff, but anyways, yeah, the, uh, God, what a bad movie. The uh, Lloyd Braun though, yeah, when his character dies, he gets he gets like cut in half at the torso, right? At, at, like the waist yeah, like bit in half by this monster. Yeah, he gets uh, ripped apart, torn apart, whatever. <laughs> and that bite all- turned his entire body into just pink red sludge you saw how it was just oozing out it's like it wouldn't be like that his fucking torso would just fall out so yeah he dies and then it turns out there has to 
they got to do like repairs inside also. But I think yeah. before, we, before we get to that repair inside, um, Snyder like fully loses his shit, you know, because he's seen a couple people die in front of him. You yeah, know, he's, he's he's lost his best porno mag. And then he's yeah, that's definitely been soaked in water and ruined. Yeah, and he's accidentally killed somebody and caused their fucking chest to explode in a horrific scene. Yeah, he's had it rough. Nobody's blaming him for having problems mentally. But he fully, he fully loses it. It fucking takes what I thought was like the only escape pod. That's what I thought too. And it doesn't depressurize or anything. It gets in another another death that's not by the monster. Exactly. He dies in the fucking escape pod. I thought he took the only one. So I mean, we're going to jump ahead, but I'm just going to ask this question now. What did these motherfuckers escape in? No, they don't escape. No, he did take the only one because that one was the, the your rescue thing. Because if you noticed, he got in it and there was like a circle of seats yeah. and there was like seat belts and straps. That was to save like five or six people, you know? And he jumped in it and took off. That was their lifeboat. And why? But what they fucking took was some other thing where they detached. But continue with what you're about to say. I was going to say, why is there only one escape pod? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say something else. Or why doesn't it have more seats or something, you know? Yeah. It seems like you would at least have two in case, like, okay, we got... Because, like, the missile sled, right? They're they're trying to secure these missiles. Well, hey, we need to go ahead and evac some people. You guys take pod A. We're going to take yeah. pod B as soon as we finish this up. It's like, no, there's one pod and it's got five fucking seats. Well, there's six people on this uh, boat. Yeah, well, there's five seats. Well, whenever one of you die, it's time to, to escape. Yeah. <laughs> you know that it's time. We're going to let the numbers weed themselves out through attrition. Yeah. There's 17 crew members. There's only eight seats. Well... Be close to them pod whenever people start dying off is all I gotta say. They're gonna be like, have you read Lord of the Flies? Yeah. Survival of but the fittest. It is funny about that pod though. Because she's like, you have to pressurize. And, and like I said, I, I'm not a scientist. I don't fucking know. That might be perfect sense. That, I just highly might, doubt it. That might be thing number 18. That might just be outside your wheelhouse. Exactly. That was, yeah. That's, exactly. But, um... It's just funny because, like, whenever Snyder takes the pod and he goes up, she's like, you didn't pressurize. And it's like, okay, cool. And then he goes up and he obviously gets fucked up from coming up too quick and with the pressure and shit. And it fucking, like, liquefies him and blows him up or shit, whatever. Yeah. Um, But whenever they escape later, it seems like they go up just as fucking quick and they end up happily ever after. Yeah, but... It- isn't their ship depressurizing them as they go up? I guess so, but why the fuck isn't the escape pod doing that? Or well, I, I was wondering the same thing. Or did they depressurize before they got on the ship? I can't remember. Yeah, because my thing is, is like if it's not pressurized and he detaches, he'll blow up immediately because he's not pressurized quickly. Yeah. It seems like so. That's pod would be able to do that because if you had to use an escape pod, that would re- you'd have reason to believe that you're having to escape in a hurry. Yeah, in an emergency. Isn't like, okay, guys, we got some shit going down, but we still got three hours. Let's go depressurize before we get in the skate pod. Because then you would just be like, hey, if we got this much time, let's just take the regular fucking vessel and go up. Because yeah. you got one, because that's what these fuckers went up in. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, so you would think that that escape pod, not a scientist either, not an engineer or anything like that. You know, I'm just a guy wearing a Back to the Future t-shirt. You know, so yep. if it's about time travel, ask me if it's about, you know, 
depressurization in the cabin of a escape pod, I know nothing. Yeah, I don't know shit about that shit either. I only have I only know what I know from the movies, which may all be really wrong, but I feel like it's right. <laughs> well, what I do know about the movies is, is if you find an underwater cave, you need to stay the fuck out of it because there's monsters living down there. And that will yeah, there's you. always going to be bad news when it comes to underwater yeah. caves. Or Cthulhu, in some cases, you know. So yeah, he might be hanging out down there. Shit hits the fan. Yeah, I, you know, I'm in a. Since we're talking about the pod, and I'm going to jump ahead. We can jump back to the final scene, but I do want to jump ahead and just talk about this real quick. And it's out of sequence, man. But since we're talking about the escape pod, when they're in this other vessel and it's going up, right? Mm-hmm. They're um, they're like, oh, you know, we got impact coming in, blah blah blah. He's like, oh, we just lost an engine or whatever. He's like, well, I'm going to drop the tubes, and she's like, well, we won't be able to float without them. And he's like, well. It won't matter if we don't make it to the top. And then they make it to the top, and they're fucking floating like nothing fucking happened. Yeah, because what it's funny is, as far as I know, he said something about ballast tanks, right? Yeah. And what's really funny is, is that if you fill your ballast tanks with water, then you lose your buoyancy because there's no air, right? Yeah. But if you were to pump out your ballast... And you have nothing but air. You're going to float the best you possibly fucking can. So it it didn't make any sense. It was completely backwards. Yeah, I just I thought it was funny because he's like, "Yeah, we we're going to detach," and she's like, "No, we're going to drown. We're going to sink." And he's like, "It won't matter if we don't make it." And they get to the top. They've detached both of these fucking tanks, whatever, and they're still floating. And then they pop out the raft, and it's like, you know, why get on this raft if this giant metal thing? Isn't sinking. No, yeah, I know. It's like, what the hell are we so worried about getting on this raft for if this comfortable, covered fucking thing, you could just crack the door so you could get some fresh air in, but you would have shade. Now, now, that motherfucker would get hot, though, I guess, because it is a metal capsule with no fucking airflow. But still, (laughs) they're going to just leave it. It just just didn't make sense to me, though. And once again, you know, the movie is what it is. And I'm sure I wasn't thinking too. But damn it, if you're going to say something like that, then you need to see that motherfucker sinking as soon as y'all hit topside. And they need to be like, we got to hurry and get out before it sinks. Pop the uh, life raft and let's get in. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It makes no sense. But yeah, anyways. uh, Yeah, Snyder fucking. Escapes. They have to do another little mission to repair a line or something so they can depressurize. And so we're down to, you know, two dollar George Michael or George Michaels. Is it an Essendon or not? I can't remember. Um, the uh, Polly Shore's mother-in-law. Polly Shore's mother-in-law, and then Joyce Collins, who's pregnant, and she's you know been doing a lot of strenuous stuff here in this movie. But they go to fix that that line or whatever, and you know they they do, and then the monster attacks, and you finally get like a good shot of it. And the creature design's not bad. I mean, I'll say that. Like, it's not a bad creature design. I wish you got to see more than thirty seconds of it. You know, it's got a pretty cool look. But yeah, but uh, you see this giant fucking creature, and then, like I said, she decides that she's going to go mano a mano with it. You know, Street Fighter Two style. Yeah. 
It's crazy because like it's, but it's more that it's. This is where Sean Cunningham like, which I know that he directed it or whatever, and I know that he didn't have anything to do with the design of the monster and shit like that. So I guess that I guess I, you could cut that because <laughs> none of that made sense. But you see that it looks like the predator. It's like they still trying to see what all worked and seeing what they can do. Oh yeah, because it looks it like, a like a predator. Yeah, like his whole fucking head opens. And look, man, I'm sorry, but the eyes just glued onto an eyebrow thing. That was okay. atrocious. Well, I wasn't going to talk about the eyes. I was just talking about the rest of it looked kind of cool. The rest yeah, of it was cool. The eyes didn't move. Yeah, the eyes were weird. The eyes were fucking fucked. And then they zoom in on the bitches at the very fucking <laughs> end of its life, like the worst part of this fucking monster. You know, they zoom in on. I want to say this too, though, because the monster was pretty big, right? Yeah, it was a big monster, yeah. So how did it maneuver through all these other things, like the other times it attacked somebody undetected? Like, you, somebody should have seen this motherfucker. No, I know. They acted like the water was goddamn shoulder deep. It was fucking, like, knee deep. Maybe, 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 like, halfway up uh, their thigh deep. Now, obviously, they let more and more water flood in. They are so cavalier about this shit if somebody opens up a hatch. And what about that one where the chicks are like, oh, it must be such and such, and they open it, it's just fucking completely floods yeah. their ass. But they're real cavalier about getting back to it and um, and pushing the button that's going to stop that from happening. And and during that scene, whenever that's it was right, the... Yeah, uh, because McBride had swam. That was the main character's name. Um, yeah. But he swam to the other sub. Yeah. And that's when it did. They just opened the door and they're just like, oh, it must be him. Whoosh. Yeah. They hear a fucking noise. Like, oh, it must be him. Boom. And it's like, what the fuck? But in that scene, whenever the doctor uh, lady is trying to get to the door, it's so funny, man. Because like, you can obviously tell that she's in like three feet deep water. Yeah. And she's like kind of crawling with one arm and swimming with the other. Like she was kind of like it pushing her. And you could kind of obviously tell it. So it was like, just stand up and high step. And you'll get to that button a lot faster and save yourself six inches of water in that fucking room. But anyway, I yeah. say it like I am work on a submarine. I'm not no fucking water expert because I work on a boat. You know what I mean? I'm just saying these are things that seem like they would be common sense. I mean, you can't even swim, can you? I can swim. I just can't tread water. So I always say I can't swim. If I fell in water and there was like something I could swim to, I'd be fine. But uh, just sitting there, I'd be a goner. Yeah, I'd be a goner. I'd have to try to do the shit where you float on your back. I think that I'd probably have better luck with that. Uh, hmm. So please, no stalkers of the podcast throw me in in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) I'd be screwed. Man, so yeah, you get that that final confrontation, and she she goes one on one with the monster. They the ship or the station blows up. You know they're in the little t- uh, the second sub. You know going up to safety, and of course you get like one last attack by the monster. You know she's on the raft. He's over there still on the thing, and he pops open this gas line or whatever that's just conveniently placed there you know just shoot gas into the water yeah 
And then he shoots it and lights it, and it, you know, and she's like, "No, no!" And he's looking at her all stoically and everything. He's like he's about to have a big hero moment and sacrifice himself. He blows his fucking shit up, and it blows the monster up, but somehow it doesn't blow his little scrawny ass up. Yeah, no, it's funny because it's like they, they. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say they made they alluded to the fact that he just jumped in the water, like because at one point he kind of moved and then it cut away back to her. Kind of alluded to the fact that he jumped in the water and swam or way whatever. But her. yeah. Way yeah. behind her. Oh, way behind her. But it's yeah, so funny because this underwater up. monster couldn't swim away. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I was kind of getting at. But yeah, he pops up behind her and you know he's like, oh, hey, I'm here. And you're like, well, motherfucker, you know, you purposely stayed underwater that long then to make her freak out. No, exactly right. Jack, you were trying to scare her into having a miscarriage so you didn't have to raise that child. <laughs> you didn't really exactly. You son of a bitch, McBride. Exactly. Captain was wrong. Do you remember... It's so funny because, like, when it, the first time you think this thing is killed by the doctor lady, what does she say? And doesn't she hit him with the air uh, air gun pole? I didn't write down the the, the uh, quips they had because I'd gotten to a point where I was just like, mm. well, that one was the cheesiest, and I can't I can't remember what it was. She so was I guess like lunchtime, motherfucker. No, I'm yeah, sorry. I know. Like, you're looking a little deflated. Stab. But it's just so funny. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, it's like, oh, it goes crazy, and then it looks like it dies, and they zoom in pressure. on its, yeah, it's, and then they zoom in on its eyes because it's dead, and then the fucking, and then they get away, everything happens, the place fucking explodes because it goes nuclear, because that's this fucking failsafe. So it's not a hey, fucking bio lab; it's an I mean, underground. Let me ask you a question for the listeners of this podcast. When did all these trains start running by your house constantly? Oh, I don't know. We get we getting a lot of trains on there? Yeah, I just heard another one, dude. But the first one was before we started recording, though. Yeah, the first one was. But, I mean, it's just odd that you had, like, two trains in that short of a time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they run through here, man. I thought you looked they like call, they call it the They call it the Overground Railroad. They just like ship stuff, you know, like supplies and coal. This has nothing to do with. Nah, never mind. We'll save that for another episode. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask that now. Um, man. So, whew. I, you know, the the thing I'm most curious about, and the thing that ha- had me the most curious about this movie is what you were gonna rate this movie when we were done, because I didn't. I didn't particularly enjoy the movie. So yeah. the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is to hear your thoughts on this. And do you got some notes you want to read from? No notes? Well, well, on these three, I haven't been taking the notes. And oh. for these, for this blocks, I've just been watching it, and and then we just jump in it. Oh, well, I mean, it showed on last episode that you didn't take notes. Oh, dude, I, yeah, man, I felt so bad about the. I'm not gonna do that again, where I'll watch something a couple of months in advance because I was gonna get mixed up so bad. And and it's funny because I kind of like the uh, I liked Leviathan and oh, I butchered that yeah, episode. Better. I haven't listened to it yet though, so I don't know how bad I butchered it. But I know it ain't pretty, and I know it can't be that good. Did, uh, I did release that one, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just recently released okay. that one, and I think that the petitions have already started to get it taken down because of how badly I did it. I've got another one I got to release. I, I still got uh, at the time of this recording, uh, but anyways, that, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, so, yeah. I've just been 
the thing I've been looking forward most to is your rating of this movie. Yeah. So let me hear it, man. What did, what did you think about Deep Star Six? All right, so here's my final thoughts and rating, okay? All right. I came into it knowing that it was going to be a rip-off rip off of other things, right? Just trying to cash in. So, but I wanted to come into it with an open mind, you know, because I do like, I have a little soft spot for the, you know, like underwater stuff, you know, like it's just funny because like whenever... I really liked watching Leviathan. I haven't watched the, I haven't revisited the abyss yet, but I'd like to, but anyway, um, so I was very intrigued now upon watching it, you know, the mistakes that I've been talking about for the past, however long, you know, uh, they started piling up and it's like, okay. And then it's like, okay, this fucking thing's pretty long. Like, let's get to the point here. Let, who all's living? Let's get away from this monster. Let's figure this out. But one thing you can say about it is that it had a, a high body count and that there weren't, weren't many fucking dull moments because every time they turn around, somebody just got fucked up and it's completely changed the environment. Now they got to find this to fix this so they can get to this to where they can fix the fucking situation and, and, and get out of there. But, um, but none of that was enough to save it from a, uh, one star rating. One star. One star. Man. Half star is for something I know I will never, ever watch again. This one, I possibly will watch it again because of the things that you can poke fun at. Like, kind of like, I'm going to watch a bad underwater movie. Fuck, I'm going to watch Deep Star Six. I don't see it happening, but it could. So I give it the one. You and Lucas are going to watch it someday, some father-son bonding time, and then he's going to be mad at you and disown you as his father. He's like, God damn it, Dad. Why can't we watch something good? Slap yeah. You slap you in your face and walk away. And I'm just going to be like, Damn it, Daniel, I told you not to watch that movie. I told you to watch Leviathan with him. He yeah. gave you a hug. Exactly. Dude, man, this movie, oh, man, this movie was so bad. I, I did not enjoy it. And not, you know, and if you did, you know, if you're listening to this and you did enjoy it, you know, cool. I didn't. It's my rating. Uh, there's, like, there's... Like I love Shocker and Shocker's a bad movie, but I'll go back and watch Shocker. Like, it's, yeah, you know, people under the stairs, that type of thing. You know, that, that's a big one for Courtney. So there's like, yeah, and maybe it's because I didn't watch this one until this year. But yeah, probably this is going to be something I'm going to revisit. Like, if my yeah, and like I want to watch horror movies. Dad, let's <laughs> watch something. I'm gonna be like, well, don't fucking look at that one. Skip that. If I could delete yeah. this off of my iTunes library, yeah, act like it never existed, I probably would. I'm sorry, you were going to say something? No, no. Well, you're in your middle of your thing. I felt bad. But what I was going to say was that, and for the fans that might enjoy this movie, this might be a movie that you saw whenever you were fucking like, you know, 12. And and you loved it. And in revisiting it, you remembered a lot of it. And a lot of the nostalgia grabbed a hold of you. And you're looking at it like, come on, man. You can't nitpick every little thing. You know, whatever. Right? Exactly. So you might still like this movie, and that's fine. (laughs) But these are our opinions. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and that is the curse of doing this, dissecting movies and really looking at the things that you don't normally look at for a podcast. 
you start looking at it more and it does sometimes make it harder to, you know, watch something and just sit there and enjoy it, you know? And you're going to allow, like you said, for movies that you have like some kind of connection to, you're going to allow for things like apparently like in some of these, um, well, like these groups, I mean, where they, well, like that Joe Bob group we're in on uh, Facebook. Yeah. They'll, they'll talk about some movies where they're like, I don't understand the hype. And they'll say shit like Goonies or Lost Boys. And, you know, these movies that I love. And I'm like, what? You don't understand the hype? And then it's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're 20. And it's not a knock. It's just you didn't grow up with it. We grew up with it. Yeah. You know, so to me, man, the Frog Brothers, those were the guys. Oh, yeah. You know, the Truffle Shuffle, that was the dance. You know, that and the Moonwalk. So I get it. Um, I just didn't watch Deep Star Six when I was a child. I remember seeing like the box art and stuff like that. And the box art would make you want to watch it, but I just never got around to it for whatever reason. And so here we are, man. It, you know, I give this movie a half star. And I give, yeah. I give that half star for Manfredini and for the harpoon stick kill or whatever when he blew out that dude's chest. Yeah. I mean, the dialogue in this movie is bad. The direction in this movie is bad. The set in this movie is bad. Yeah, and also I'd say for the creature design, I'd, I'd also include that in the half star. Aside from the eyes that you were talking about, I did think it was an interesting design, but you only saw it for like thirty seconds, so it didn't matter. Exactly. But the movie just wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't fun. You know, I'm I'm never gonna go back and watch it again. I'm pretty confident about that. There's just you know, there's too many other movies that I haven't seen to go back and watch this one. Yeah. To put it in that rotation of movies I'd go back and watch. And man, if I'm being honest, Sean Cunningham, he's like this come across as like an episode of a soap opera. And maybe that's where Sean Cunningham should have been directing with soap operas. He might have been right at home on the guy he liked with all this, yeah. you know, will they, won't they get married talk and, you know, I'm pregnant and stuff like that. It just, it came across as like a bad episode, a bad soap opera or something like that. So half star for me, didn't enjoy it, didn't care for it. Uh, but God damn you, Sean Cunningham, you got some more of my money. Yep. Cause I had to buy this to watch it because it wasn't streaming anywhere. Like Leviathan, which was streaming on Tubi, I got to watch for free. I feel like I paid money for the wrong movie. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Levi- not Leviathan, Deep Star 6. That wraps up our underwater block. So let's do a quick, uh, let's do our rankings on them. Although I feel like we're probably going to have the same rankings. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, what's the bottom movie? Bottom movie Deep is going to be Deep six. Star 6, yeah. What's number two? Underwater. Underwater. And then our favorite movie out of the block was Leviathan. Leviathan, which I, yeah, for sure. I thought was the more fun movie. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. If you're going to watch them, watch Leviathan, watch Underwater, and then if you're absolutely fucking bored, watch Deep Star 6. But we yeah. the first two, not the last one. Exactly. Um... So we're we're done with this block. We we were kind of tossing around some ideas on our next one. I dropped a bottle cap. That's what that noise is y'all are hearing. Yeah, it's not a train again. Yeah, it's not a train this time. So, Daniel, it was your turn to pick our next block, man. You want to kind of put that out there to get people excited? Yeah, um, I'm I'm thinking about uh making the next block something to do with space, like we'll call it Space Invaders. Which I thought was a good title. 
love yeah, that. and 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 it's just going to be a three movie block again. You know, like the same thing we've been doing. You know, we'll just uh, we've taken it old school. We've taken it underwater. Take it out in the space, and to, and you know we'll just do some you know off the off the beaten path space movies. You know, yeah. As I said, the way we're doing this also is um, I'd pick the underwater block. Um, so Daniel's picking the space block. So the person that picks the block is going to choose two of the three movies. So two of the movies that we'll be watching are going to be Daniel's picks, and then I'll have one. So we got um, we got to kind of come up with those, make sure we solidify our choices. But the next time you come back with uh, me and Daniel, we're going to be doing our episode about space, space invaders. So I really yes, I mean, it's such a, it's such a I don't know why I like the title so much because it seems like such an obvious thing. Yeah, but it's just like when you told me, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a good one. I like that one." Yeah, yeah. it's funny because don't get attached to it because I'll probably name it some other shit. I don't even remember what the, what the name of the uh, the last one was. It Underwater Adventures? Is that what we said? I don't know. I can't. I can't even remember if I stuck with the title when I was posting it. I don't even remember either. I know that we, me and Josh, and at some point, me and Josh got to finish our uh, canon because Reese was doing it with us, but he's no longer available. We got to finish our block on canon movies, but I think we called it uh, Loose Cannons. Yeah. So I was gonna, I was gonna call it like the Canon Canon, but I think somebody else had already said that. So that's yeah how we ended up there. But yeah. That's it on this episode, guys. Check out the movies. Um, you know, comment. Maybe you got an idea for a block or something. You know, drop it in the comments on you know Podbean or on our Facebook page, on our Instagram page, or whatever. You know, and I need to get. And that's my fault that there hasn't been a lot of activity on those things. I control those, and I've just I've had some stuff going on and haven't. Really yeah, and we're not on top of it really heavy into the social media stuff anyway we're all real bad about that so there's not much of a social media presence but but i do look at it i just haven't been doing a good job of posting but yeah if you've got like if there's like a certain group of movies you want us to watch let us know i mean we're open to suggestions yeah but you got anything else daniel i'm good man like i said uh we're gonna come up with some ideas for some more movies and other than that we'll be back at it all right well thank you everyone for listening And we'll see you next time. Take it easy.